Hilchus brachas perik revi aloch aleph. Kol mavarch brachas mazim whoever whoever benches ayim mavarch brachas ben shalish or who makes the after bracha. Uh, what we call alamichia tarach levarach yisim machshachal must do so in the place where he ate. He can't do it somewhere else. Ach kashum halich if he ate while walking. So where does he make the where does he bench? He he ate in several places. Yeshiv makom shapasuk mavivarach wherever he finishes that's where he sits down and stops and benches. Ach kashul imid if he made a, if he ate while standing in one place. Yeshiv makom mivarach nevertheless he sit down and bench sitting. Shachal levarach bichsam mazin a person who forgot to bench. He remembered. Before the food uh, digested, and he makes the bracha wherever he remembered. If he was delivered, he intentionally left the place where he was eating and went somewhere else. Then in that case, he has to go back to the place where he ate and bench over there. If instead of going back to where he ate as he was supposed to, in the case where he deliberately left the place without benching, uh, uh, instead of doing that, he benched in the place he remembered. He still fulfills his obligations, even though he has to go back and bench in that place. If he benches where he remembered, excuse me, if he benches where he, wherever it is that he decided to bench after deliberately leaving without benching, he still fulfills his obligation of benching. A person who benched while standing or while walking, although he's not supposed to, he is he has fulfilled his obligation. Ideally, a person should not bench. A person should not bench nor say alamichya unless he's sitting and in the place where he ate. So he should be sitting down in the place where he ate as opposed to standing or as opposed to somewhere else. A person who's eating bread and does not remember if he made the bracha of prior does not make another bracha because the obligation of saying hamaytzi prior to eating is not a biblical obligation. So therefore, it's a rabbinical obligation, and therefore, he is lenient, as is the principle. Additionally, if he did, if he did say the bracha, and he doesn't remember that, now he's saying a second one, he's, he's saying Hashem's name for no reason. A person who forgot to say, he's certain. He did not make the bracha If he remembers before finishing his meal, he makes the bracha then. During the meal, if you remember, it's only after finishing the meal, he does not make a bracha because you have to make a bracha before you eat, not afterwards. Uh, if there is some bread still available, presumably he should make hamaytzi and eat a small piece of bread for the sake of saying the bracha, and then only afterwards should he should he bench. A person is eating in one house. And then he stops his meal and goes to a different house. A different structure. So he goes out. He goes out outdoors in between. Or he's eating. His friend calls him to speak to him. And he left his house and goes back into his house. He did not go to another house, but either way, he did leave his own house. He went outdoors. Since he changed his place, in other words, he changed his place by leaving his home. He has to make a bracha. He has to bench. For what he already ate, and then he has to miss the again. Only afterwards may he finish his meal. So once he leaves the confines of the structure where he is uh, eating and goes outdoors, that obligates him to make to bench on whatever bread he's eaten. And then if he wants to eat eat, eat more bread, he must say Friends who are sitting to eat, and they left where they they left. Um, uh, the, the the meal, and uh, the Ram gives an example. They went to greet a chassan or a kala that was being escorted to the chuppah down the street, 
or for any other purpose for that matter. If they left behind someone who's likely not to join them because they're too old and weak or they're sick. But the point is that they left someone behind. And then they go back to the place and finish their meal. They do not need to make a new bracha because they, they left someone there to, so to speak, uh, hold the fort. Uh, if they did not leave anybody there, so all the people left, when they leave, that obligates them to make a bracha uh, uh, after eating. When they return, they have to make now a new bracha. In other words, ideally they should bench before leaving. If they didn't, they have to bench when they return, and then if they want to keep eating, they, uh, they have to make a new bracha. People who are sitting around to drink uh, or to, or to uh, eat fruit, uh, the same thing, the same principles apply in terms of leaving and returning. When a person changes, whoever changes their location, that by definition ends their eating, uh, the the eating uh, process, the eating stage. Therefore, once you leave, that makes it obligates you in making uh, after bracha what you ate. Now you must make a new bracha if you want to eat some uh, eat or drink anything new. If a person stays in the same structure, however, he changes from one room to the other, he does not need to make a new bracha. What if a person is outdoors at the outset and he's on the one side of a large fig tree and then he wants to eat on the other side of a large fig tree, on the east side and then goes to the west side of it, so to speak? Or whichever side it may be. Then in that case, he must make a new bracha. That's considered a significant change. When you make a mitzvah on bread, then the uh, uh, dip, whatever food is, the bread is being eaten with, uh, that no longer requires a bracha. From whatever food or, or fruit, whatever it is being eaten with the bread, if a person made a bracha on the uh, on the, uh, the the dip, uh, that does not that does not uh, exempt the bracha on the bread because the bread is primary. A person made a bracha on whatever cooked dish it was. Uh, in other words, uh, excuse me, it was a cooked grain of sort that was not bread. That uh, includes the bracha on the cooked dish that's not from grain. Um, that one's eating with the with the with the grain food. So, for example, you have spaghetti, macaroni and cheese, or spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, when you make a bracha on the on the pasta, that uh, takes care of the bracha of the uh, the food which is being eaten with. However, if a person again made a bracha on the cooked dish, on the cheese, the macaroni and cheese case, or on the meatballs the mac- in, the, in the meatball spaghetti case, that does not take care of the uh, the grain, the pasta. Therefore, therefore, in that case, if you made a shakal on the meatballs, you, although you're not supposed to, you'd have to make a separate mazainus on the pasta. If a person decides, I'm done eating or drinking, and afterwards he changes his mind and says, you know what, I want to eat some more. Although he did not change his location, because in his mind, when he finishes, he decides, I'm, I'm finished eating, that ends his meal. If a person did, uh, did not decide he's finished, he wants to eat and drink more. In other words, he says, okay, I want to continue this meal, but I want to just take a, 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 a break right now to stop eating. I'm going to finish soon. I feel the possible even if he uh, he made interruption for the entire day. 
uh, the person does not uh, require to make a second bracha because he did not end the meal. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean the whole day literally because if a person's food digests, then he automatically is finished that meal and has to make a new bracha. But the point is, is that a person who has a mind to continue uh, uh, the meal, uh, even though he stops for a certain amount of time, that does not end his meal necessarily by definition, therefore he would not have to make a new bracha. Of course, there's other factors involved, but in terms of the one single factor of whether stopping to eat uh, while having in mind to continue soon is considered by definition finishing a meal, the Ramam says it is not considered by definition finishing the meal. So the people were drinking together. They said, in other words, they were eating a meal together, and after the meal, they decided to have some wine for like for dessert, and they're sitting around and drinking, drinking different kinds of wine, and they're sitting around and having a a, a, a wine meal dessert. Uh, but it was after a meal. Then they said, they said, or they said, but for that matter, let's say it was uh, it was Friday, and it was uh, less than seventy five minutes before Shabbos starts. In which case, you can you can uh, make kiddush uh, um, for Shabbos if you want. And they said, let's make kiddush. So in any event, they said either let's bench for our meal, or we said let's, let's make kiddush. In either of those cases, it's forbidden for them to keep drinking wine until they bench. Or until they make kiddush. If they do want to keep drinking in uh, before making kiddush or before benching, even though that's not allowed, but if someone does choose to do so, he must make a new bracha bar pegafin. Only afterwards may they drink wine. However, if they say let's say it's uh, you know a case where it's they're eating and uh, past Shabbos and they they made their wash before Shabbos is over. And they're eating, uh, and now Shabbos is over, and uh, or it's late enough to make Abdullah. And one of them says, "Let's make Abdullah." They do not need to make a new bracha. Uh, the difference between Kiddush and Abdullah is definitely an interesting one. So Kiddush, the difference is that Kiddush, when the person says, "Let's make Kiddush," so because of the importance of welcoming the Shabbos, that diverts our attention by definition from the eating and drinking. Um, Havdalah is the beginning of, of of the weekday, so it doesn't have that level of of distinction and. By by being honored by diverting you away from the meal, so to speak, whereas kiddush does. So lachat es hayim esu and lishes yain. The people people sitting around to drink wine. Vabalehem mina ayin acher and then a new type of wine showed up. Kigayin shahayil shayis and adam vevishacha. They were drinking red wine and someone brought black dark wine. Avayosh and vevichadosh. So they were drinking old wine and someone brought new wine. Ein tzichin levarach berchem ayin pam shnia. They do not need to make up a new bar pergafen. Who is good and does good. That's the bracha that's made. Thank Hashem for the new kind of one. A person does not need to make a bracha on any food or any drink. Excuse me. A person may not make a bracha on food or drink until it's in front of him. If he makes the, food, the bracha on the food, only afterwards it was brought before him. Then he must make a new bracha. If a person takes the food in his hand and makes the bracha, and it fell from his hand and and it got burned, or the uh, wind, the river washed it away. So he's standing by a river, makes a bracha on the food, and the river washes it away. In any event, the point is, is that he cannot pick the food up and eat it. It's gone. He takes another um, piece of food. And must make a new bracha. Even though it's the same species, they're both fruit. For example, so the, so because the bracha that he made on the first 
item has by definition been voided by the fact that it was taken out of his world, so to speak. It's no longer there. So he has to make a new bracha. The person must say, Blessed be the name uh, of his glorious kingdom forever, uh, of his uh, of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. Uh, because of the first bracha, so he should not have considered to say Hashem's name in vain. That is a statement a person should say if a person says Hashem's name by accident. This way, the first bracha he made, he's he is not completely in vain because he said Hashem's name, and then he's praising Hashem's name. So although he didn't eat the food, it's still the the best he can do. Anyway, a person may stand by a body of water, like a river. Stream of water, and then he can make a bracha. Despite the fact that the water that was right in front of him when he made the bracha is not the water you drink, because that was his original intent. Therefore, the bracha is like it's going on the part that he. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that was his intent to make the bracha on the water which would be available when he finishes saying the bracha. The same thing applies to a water fountain. You and you uh, make the bracha, and then you. Uh, uh, even though the water, the 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 water, the, the water, water is running, for example, in the water fountain. Uh, since when you mitzvah hakol, you had intention that the part you're going to drink is the part that is going to be available when you finish the bracha. That counts. Tomorrow, food which comes in the middle of a meal, which is part of the meal, does not require bracha before or after. Rather, the bracha of Amaytzi before the meal and the benching which follows the meal includes all the food. Encapsulates all the food. It's all part secondary to the actual meal itself. And the primary part of the meal is bread. And therefore, they all do not require a bracha. The things which are not part of the meal, which come during the meal, require a bracha before, not after. So if during the meal you suddenly chance upon a cookie, and you eat it, and it's just—it's uh, not for the meal itself, just because it tastes tastes good. Uh, that requires a bracha prior, but not afterwards. Things which are are come after the meal is already concluded, uh, but before the person is form for actually benched. Whether it's things that uh, uh, are part of the meal, or they are not a part of the meal, they require a bracha before and after, because once you formally finish the meal. Um, that uh, that 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 the bracha of amaytzi and benching no longer no longer covers any of those foods. When you make kiddush before you eat, or a meal that you have uh, on the day that a person lets blood, or after when a person uh, let, uh, does bloodletting, after leaving the bathhouse, all these other examples. In which case, you begin the meal. The first course is wine. In you make a bracha on the wine before you actually start start eating the bread. And that takes care of the bracha on any wine you drink after the meal. But before you bench, so even though you're gonna you finish eating, but uh, you want to drink some wine now, even though normally that requires a separate bracha, uh, in this case it does not because the bracha vagafim before the kiddush or whatever other. Uh, uh, example when you start the meal with wine takes care of that of that wine as well. Any other date, person must make a new on the wine which comes after the meal, even if he did not yet bench, because once she formally finished the food part of the meal, now the uh, uh, the wine it's going to be drunk now at the end of the meal as dessert, uh, so to speak, like dessert wine, is not taken care of by the hamaytzi and requires its own bracha.
If wine arrives at the meal during the, uh, people get uh, wine arrives during the meal, having one person make a bracha for everyone and everyone answering amen is not an option because the uh, uh, people's mouths are not available to answer amen because they have food in it and it's dangerous because the person answers amen during a meal could God forbid choke. And that blessing does not include the wine that's drunk after the meal either. So therefore, it requires its own beer pair guffin. Because the wine the person drinks during the, during the meal is to help with the process of, of washing down the food. Um, so the wine which is drunk after the meal for pleasure as dessert is not included in that bracha and therefore requires its own beer pair guffin.